isn't good, pal. Isn't you? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Man, I'm almost like in in your vocal range. Yeah, I'm Batman. You know, I think you need to get. Uh, I think you need to get sick more often. Your voice sounds more rich. It really does. Well, not whenever you try. Well, hmm. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh boy! <clears throat> no laughing on this episode at all because I just go well, into like a coughing luck. fit. My question uh, is: Is this? Here we go. And we were kind of talking about this before we hit record. I know we were, but like I don't understand, man. How is it possible? Well, I have a theory, but I want to hear yours. Like, how are you always sick, bro? I really don't know because I feel when like- you take supplements that aren't FDA approved. God only knows what's inside of those capsules. Dude, I have a theory, well, and I'm just going to break in off, with it now. I don't now. trust the FDA as far as well, I can throw it. But. All I'm saying is you are always <clears throat> sick, and I'm just, I'm just saying that. Uh, whoo, I'm not boy. always sick. Dude. I've actually been pretty healthy hmm. for the last couple of years um, hmm. since Dude, I've been re- taking Hey, man. Anybody that knew us back in the Moso days. No, no, no. I'm saying back then. Yes, but I've been on this like Mm-mm. I've been on this good mixture lately and uh nope. I've been doing pretty good, but man, this this winter has just been like like I don't know how I'm sick again because I feel like I was literally just sick like 2 weeks yeah. ago. Otherwise known as But I will sick say it's time. not like it's not as bad like I don't I don't really feel like I'm just tired and like weird like throat stuff. I don't really feel bad. I'm just like exhausted and I don't want to get out of bed. You know, just normal and old I'm, stuff. And I'm just coughing and there's a bronchial yeah, issue. Can't breathe. Probably but, you know, just normal. fluid on my lungs. Yeah, it's normal. Anyway, <clears> but nothing I mean, major. Nothing major, but boy, do I feel like the portrait of health. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. But I mean, I will say anybody that's listening that doesn't have children the second mm. they go to school the amount of germ yep. infestation that happens whenever they get back from school it's just like oh, yeah, the dude. first like couple years you're either like everyone in the house is either you got a stuffy nose they're throwing up or mm-hmm. you know just it's always something man well i i kind of have a theory too that a little bit of this may be from we went to a place called urban air Oh, God. In Buford. Yeah. Which which is amazing, actually. It's, like, yeah. super fun. There's, like, trampolines and obstacle course and, like, but we spent a lot of time in this, like, giant, like, ball pit obstacle course thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just all that, that those germs on that, those balls just. Dude, you need to, you need to research, uh, do a little internet sleuthing. On why they mm. took those puppies out of McDonald's. Remember those oh, ball God. pits, dude? Those things were the best, man. They were. They're. I'm telling you, dude. Go to this place. You just no, like no, 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 no. It's now amazing. as an adult, I'm, and I and <clears throat> having an understanding of of germs and infection, you will mm-hmm. you will not. It's like you dive into those foam pits, and before you do, you're like, God, this looks like so much fun. Then you get in there, and it's just like sweaty foam, and you're like, Oh God, it's disgusting. Oh yeah, yeah. Although I will say, like, a lot of that stuff just doesn't really work on me. Uh, what does like, that mean? I'm saying, like, I still bite my fingernails, even though I've seen, oh, yeah, like, no. No, no, no. 
all the germs and stuff. I, I used to, like, but then I read this book. It's so <clears throat> random. I mean, I literally bit my fingernails my entire life. One time my great-grandmother mm-hmm. even was like, oh, I didn't I didn't know you bit your fingernails. That's disgusting. I'm like, huh. She's like, get out. <laughs> but, I, but I love you. Uh, no, and, 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 you know, again, doesn't matter. It didn't matter what class I took or whatever. I still bit mm-hmm. my fingernails, but then... For some reason, there was just like this moment. I read this book, and this guy was talking about how he was in this in this meeting, and he it became such a habit that he didn't realize he was doing it. And this guy was like, "Hey, man, like the whole meeting, you're just like trying to sell this multi million dollar property or whatever, and you got your fingers mm-hmm. in your mouth, and it's kind of gross." And then I started thinking about, it. I was like, "Dude, I've been in meetings before. I'm just like hands in mouth, and it is kind of gross." So I made a conscious decision. And I just stopped biting my fingernails, man, and just use the... We're getting real kind of... Boy, we are. Hey, folks, welcome to season three. Welcome back to your favorite podcast in 2023, That Would Be Rad a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other host, Woody Brown. Hey, pal. Hey, man, I always get so nervous for you. Like, is he going to make it in one breath? When's he going <laughs> to swallow? Like, there's that moment when you're saying, like, <clears throat> and then like, like on t- just now, it's like mm-hmm. you tried so you tried so hard, man. Hey, I'm proud of you, dude. You tried to make it, and then you're like, and then you're like paranormal, <laughs> and then, <laughs> dude, it's the funniest thing. Oh, well, it's literally it. the second that I did it, I was in my mind. I was like, well, he'll just Here we he'll go. just edit, <laughs> edit that out. No. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he's gonna make fun of me. Well, I knew that was coming. Um, but Perry, you know, Perry one thing that I didn't even think about this before I started, you knowing good and well since we've talked for like 20 minutes before we started. <laughs> I have a little bit of a rasp in my voice yet. You have a rash? A ra- Yeah, rash in my vocal cords. And uh, yeah. and yet I, I was still made to do the intro. Well, I, you know, look, I like the way I think your voice sounds a little bit better. <clears throat> I mean, you're, con- you know, so... <laughs> Hmm. Well, I guess we'll listen to it. Hey, man, I want to say I really miss you because, and I miss our friends and our family, you know, and our That Would Be Rad family. It's been a long hmm. time. Uh, hmm. This break has been really nice, and having the kids at home has been pretty cool. Both of our kids, well, my kids went back this week, and so, but yours went back, I guess, last week. Last week, yeah, yeah. So that's been fun but also a little annoying yeah dude oh god it's so funny man every i was talking to this lady the other day and i was like yeah man you know gosh the kids are back in school today so hey can't complain she's like yeah i'm a teacher i was like uh yes ma'am well we're very proud of what you do and uh very thankful for you dude all those teachers out there if we have any listeners that are teachers Man, we both tip our hats to you because... Oh, my gosh, dude. You deserve a million dollars a year. 100%. And, and I'm not even over-exaggerating. Yeah. Teachers deserve so much, man. Mm-hmm. They make such an incredible impact in people's lives. I know I can think of like several teachers that I had, if not almost all of them, that were just... Man, they just... I don't know. I think about them a lot. 
the things that they taught me and inspired me. And so what I was saying before is I really missed everybody. And Woody and I have specifically kind of chosen not to really talk mm-hmm. much. So there's going to be a lot of rambling on this episode because we're just kind of getting all of it out of our system, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I know, like, typically it's like, oh, man, we want to have this, like, big season premiere and all this kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's awesome. But like Tyler said, we took a large break so that we could, well, just kind of like recharge and re-energize and not that we were getting tired of the show or anything, but, you know, hey, golly, boy, 12 separate mini episodes and a gigantic almost three hour (laughs) episode to edit through. My eyes were a little crossed, but um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, we, we kind of, you know, typically Tyler and I both, if we're not recording an episode where you're talking every single day about Mm -hmm. different things. I mean, that's just how we've always been. Um, And so we kind of saved it all up to kind of, you know, reconnect with you guys and uh, and each other and kind of talk about the things that we've been up to over the past couple weeks and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But real quick, before we do all of that, dude, I got to say, like, Folks, if this is your first time listening to our show, then this will be the first time you hear it. But if not, then you've probably heard this like a million times over. And it's something that we talk about a lot. And you might be tired of it, but I'm sorry, we're going to always talk about it. And Mm -hmm. I think I can speak for you here, man. Like both you and I are always amazed by, I guess, the reality of, you know, our show having any kind of impact on on people out there in the world. I mean, it's it's oh, kind of yeah. mind-blowing, really, you know? Yeah. And obviously, I hope it goes without saying that, you know, ideally, it's a positive impact, and I, th- I think we strive mm-hmm. to do that. But before we kind of, like, dive into the meat of the episode, I just kind of wanted to take a quick second to thank so many of you that kind of reached out to us during this holiday break, and whether it was through Instagram or, or sending us uh, messages via our, our website or emails and, and mm-hmm. you know, even the amazing Christmas packages that we got and and even some show topic requests and stuff. I mean, we we literally have the best listeners oh, on yeah. the planet, man. Mm-hmm. So real quick, a special thanks to, and I'm just going to say some first names here. You know who you are, so, you know, I'm not going to say last names, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Lana, Julian, Jonathan, Clay, Lauren, Amy, spelled A-I-M-E-E, which is mm-hmm. super rad. I always love that spelling. Bruce, the dudes over at Wizards, yeah. Michael, Brendan, Matt, Christian C., another Christian C., Matt Man, of course, oh. and so many more. We just can't thank you enough for reaching out to us over this break or sending us things, um, letting us know how much you love the show, that kind of stuff. It just absolutely means the world to both of us. Yes, it really does. There's a couple of the the packages that we got that had oh, to be talked about what today. Do, what do you mean packages? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen one package. Hey, man, welcome to my world. It went to our P.O. box. Okay. Which we might get a new number, so I'm not going to announce the P.O. box number right this second. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our good friends, Jonathan and Julie from Texas, Mm -hmm. have a great understanding of my love for things and all things spicy. Now, I will tell you, 
the the beautiful thing about Instagram is that you have a chance to kind of um, you know see a peek into people's lives, right? And I'm going to go ahead and readily admit that both Julie and Jonathan are far more hardcore than I am when it comes to spicy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know this because like they'll share like a Instagram story or something where they're like, oh man, we tried this hot sauce, it's awesome. And I'm like, oof, man, that's intense. Well, much to our surprise, they sent us three bottles of some hot sauces from one of our favorite shows that we like to watch called mm-hmm. Hot Ones. Yep. And if you haven't watched that show, you can look, you know, you can watch old past episodes on YouTube, of course, but um, it, it's from First We Feast. And it's that show where the host, basically, he'll interview celebrities, athletes, musicians, movie mm-hmm. stars, just interesting people. And it's just such a cool concept for a show because what they do is he'll ask them a series of questions while they go down this gauntlet of typically Ten. it's uh, chicken wings. But yep. sometimes if they're vegan, it's like vegan chicken wings. But yeah, they'll go through this gauntlet starting at like lowest to hottest Mm-hmm. So these people are like eating spicy foods while at the same time trying to answer these questions. It's just a brilliant concept and it's really entertaining. So I highly suggest it. But anyhow, well, she sent and, us, go ahead. And it kind of like disarms them. So it, it like, uh, yeah, man, it like, it, it makes the person, it's cool because it makes them more relatable. You know, they're like human, it humanizes yeah. them mm-hmm. very quickly, you know? And, yeah. um, and I feel like he, this the guy that is the host, gosh, I forgot his name. Go ahead and look that up for me. The guy that interviews folks has this like really cool way of just, I don't know, pulling out information from these folks that you don't really get a chance to see anywhere else. You know, it's not like them sitting on a on a chair for a late night show where they're kind of like, okay, I need to promote this or I need to whatever. They're just right. like being real people and they're laughing and joking and also going through a terrible time trying to eat this spicy, spicy food. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's uh, Sean Evans, by the way. Sean Evans, yeah. Again, of course, thank you, Julian Jonathan. But what's amazing is they sent us one of them uh, called The Bomb Evolution. Mm. Now, something that I did not know before watching this show was a thing called the Scoville scale. Yep, what that is basically is a numeric scale mm-hmm. that that ranks... Uh, foods hotness or spiciness, okay? Like a measurement. It, it's Scoville heat. heat units, all right? Mm-hmm. And so just to give you some context, all right, because I think most people out there listening have probably tried a jalapeno before. Mm-hmm. A jalapeno typically falls in the range of about 2,000 to 8,000 Scoville heat units, all right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like some of the hottest peppers in the world are like closer to a million. <laughs> so... Jeez. Again, jalapeno, 2,000, 8,000, that's the typical one. So if you've had like a really hot jalapeno, you're like, whoa, that one's that one's hot, you know, 8,000. So we'll start there just for context. Again, jalapeno, 8,000. So mm-hmm. the Hot Ones classic hot sauce is somewhere, I think around, they've got their own scale for the show, but it's like a 2 out of 10, okay, mm-hmm. in terms of spiciness. So it's your typical sort of like buffalo sauce probably. And then this yeah. other one they sent called Los Calientes Verde, uh, which is like a green hot sauce. It's like oh, a five cool. out of 10. And so mm. I'm excited about that one. But now, yeah. let me talk about the bomb for a second. Oh, boy. So they also have a hot sauce there on the show called The Last Dab. 
it's the last one typically. I don't know if it still is because I haven't seen many of the newer episodes. But I think the last dab is, you know, in the multi-million Scoville unit range. Mm -hmm. Same with the bomb. I think it's actually like half a million Scoville units. But listen, folks, like when you start getting in, like again, jalapeno, 8,000. Now we're talking about 500,000. Yeah. Let's just say this is going to hurt. But I made a commitment. Whenever we got this in the mill, I said, Tyler and I are going to try these and we're going to film it. Yeah. So I'm saying that on the show now to put it out there in the universe so that we have some, com- uh, some uh, I almost said compatibility. What, um, <laughs> uh, like accountability, accountability, accountability from you, the listeners. Like, hey, guys, where's the video? Because we're going to do it and I can't wait to see Tasha's. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to film him first. <laughs> no, you're not. What do you mean? Okay, we'll do it where we're doing it at the same time. Yes. And I got to say, I'm a fan of the show as well. We we both love it. And if you have, just real quick, if you haven't seen the show, just go on YouTube and look up the Paul Rudd episode. Oh, yeah, it's a great one. He's just, he's just great in general, but it's so good. And it's like, it's like probably like the most sort of classic episode. But Mm. as soon as I showed up to play... Dungeons and Dragons over the holidays at Woody's house. <laughs> I look up on the shelf and I'm like, oh man, where did you get that? He's like, oh yeah. Uh, Dude. Julian Jonathan sent it over. No. And I saw that it was Da Bomb and I, I had zero excitement about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I immediately was like, oh sh- we're going to have to do this. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I can't. Wait. I am legitimately like kind of scared. Oh, yeah. and bit. like you, you should be because, like I said, I have tried the last dab, and I, I want to say like the last dab, it's like two and a half million or something like that. Well, apparently the last dab is like technically I th- more. I think it's because the way that they do the order, it is more. But I think like when you go down the line like that, I think you're just numb, dude. I when I tried it. We did it as like a challenge at work. Like one of our friends got me uh, the last dab and we and I was like, oh man, we got to try, or like brought it to the office, something like that. And we tried it. Man, mm-hmm. I'm not joking around. Like this is what I felt like. So just having a little dab, it made my body feel like like crazy. In other words, if I was looking across this like large valley and on the hilltops, I was just... <laughs> All these soldiers on horseback, and they just came rushing down. And I'm the only guy out there. Picture like Jon Snow in the in the, the yep, episode exactly. of the Battle of the Bastards, right? Exactly what I was thinking. All I need to get brave and have the energy to destroy them all would be one little lick of this hot sauce. That's what my body mm. felt like. I felt like I was going to spin off the planet, man. I felt insane. Yeah. And then I had a little bit more, and that was a terrible Why idea. Why did you have more? Well, because I was like, oh, it's it's very oh, flavorful, actually, man. It tasted really good. It's just I, I thought maybe I could handle just a little bit more. And then a little bit too much came out, and I didn't want to. So I was like, ah, oh, man, who cares? Hrump. I was like, see, it's not that bad. Ten seconds later, Dear God. I didn't know if I was going to throw up. I didn't know if I was going to die. Yeah. They, they say that, know. like, there's, like, a range of, like, sort of reactions. Like, some people say that, like, it's almost like they go into, like, anxiety like panic dude mode, yes that's which is sort of what like. i'm a little afraid of yeah but then other people are like i feel like i'm i just took a hit of acid like they feel like oh, it's wow. like a 
It's almost like I gotta a say, high almost. Yeah, I, I kind of, <clears throat> it's because your body is going into straight up shock, man. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, I feel like your adrenaline's going nuts. I mean, as we know, I, th I think I talked about it and it feels weird to say it like this, but last season, after I got mm -hmm. back from Disney, whenever I, when I called you after getting off the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, oh yeah, my body's like, dude, you're not made for this stuff, man. Because like I was, it was like early in the morning. I know it's Florida, but it was still like a cooler day. Yeah. And we rode the ride at like nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, God, I love And it. I started calling you and like I had to put you on speakerphone because I was sweating so much. For no reason, my body's just like freaking, <laughs> freaking out, dude. <laughs> and I'm just like drenched in sweat. And I just felt like an idiot. That's basically, I think, one of the physical reactions that maybe this hot mm -hmm. sauce will, will trigger. But I'm excited about it. And again, Julian Jonathan, dude, thank you so much. Ultimate surprise. Now, one more gift yes. box. That, now, these are, these are to me, actually. But, so I got to say thank you to Clay here who sent me a couple books, man. The, That's it, Clay. We're done. Uh, <laughs> the novel version of Gremlins. And oh, it's got weird. like the classic picture on the cover of like, you know, Billy sort of like holding the box with Gizmo's hands coming out. It looks so oh, yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I've got this like new obsession with these like sort of novel versions of these movies, you know. Mm. I think they're just fun to collect. One more thing for me to put on shelves, says my wife. Um, but he also sent me a Battlestar Galactica book. Boy, it just keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah, man. <laughs> and then lastly, it's this little paperback. Uh, it's Doctor Who and the Loch Ness Monster. Whoa. Yeah, dude. So I know nothing about Doctor Who other than what I researched when I had a commission. And I kind of want to sort of get into it, but it's mm -hmm. so vast that it's like... Yeah, I know it's intimidating. It, oh, it's like the point of entry is like very difficult in my mind at least yeah uh, i've heard like maybe use for lost <laughs> for what? Get lost. well no I, I i've heard that like you can start of course i forget his name uh the matt what's his last name the guy that played like damon in the new game of thrones oh the actor. yes 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 um I, I, it's not new game of thrones it's like house of the dragon or whatever yeah um, yeah right <clears throat> yeah 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 i've heard that yeah it's not new it's actually old but i've been told that like you can start at his season and work your way up and then if you want to go back you can or whatever yeah. i know it's he's, like he's got a really difficult name to remember matt smith <sighs> oh god is it really smith <laughs> yeah literally literally oh geez that, that is that's pretty easy but yeah I, I i think it's really cool i think for me the hard part is and i think it's probably the same with you because like we're pretty similar in this way is like as much as i like love that like old school like 70s weird blurry glare uh like british tv look mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. i don't know there's like an element of like cheesiness to that older stuff that i feel like i'm like eh, i don't i don't know that i can do that yeah. but i mean as as cool as i think that era was but like sitting down and watching like you know seasons of that i'm just like i don't know that i can do it but you know i mean there's people that are just like totally obsessed with it uh oh yeah. speaking of real quick speaking of like old things for the very first time this year my wife and i sat down and watched it's a wonderful life oh my gosh dude. for the very first I time i watched it for the first time not this year but last year for the first time dude it amazing. is amazing 
Yeah, no. I mean, but I, I don't know. Like how I you... couldn't have watched it as a kid, though, man, and, and had the same appreciation. Right. Exactly. Right. I, I'm. I'm really glad that I watched it now. And also, there's another yeah. thing too. Um, so after we watched, so we watched like a colorized version, mm. and the whole time I just kept thinking, like, this is the most beautiful. Like, I could tell that it was like digitally like recolored, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. There's some like magic in that when they mm-hmm. digitally like color yeah. like a, a, a film that was shot in black and white. Like there's, yeah. it's almost like an art form of its own. And the whole time I just kept thinking like, man, this is so beautiful. Like it is yeah. a stunning movie. And so then I found it afterwards like, oh, it is in black and white. Um, and I was talking to, to Clay about it and him and I were having the same conversation. But dude, it is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen, I mean, I've just like heard of, you know, it's like, parents and grandparents are all like, oh, yeah, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta watch you this. Gotta and I'm just watch like, it. Whatever. Yeah, they would do that. I mean, literally, they would turn it on when I was a kid and be like, right, black and white. Same. If it's gonna be black and white back then, I was like, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. I, you know, just dumb, like, kid things. And I, I feel like, I truly feel like I can't sit my kids down and be like, watch this movie. Mm. You know, it's, you ha- I feel like if you're a kid that enjoyed it, Growing up and stuff, it, it became like it's sort of that nostalgic traditional thing that you did every year. And so you had appreciation for it. Or maybe you were just a little bit more mature than I was whenever I was a kid and could appreciate that stuff more. But I feel like now as an adult, because, it, you know, funny that you say that, it was Clay that convinced me, I think, last year yeah, to watch it, it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I trust his opinion. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it a try. Yeah, Dude, I was blown away, man. It's so good. So yeah. good. And also, I don't know, I don't know that you can watch it and not like – tear up oh, at no. the end. No. Dude, I, I come on. We've talked it's, about this before. I'm Italian. I like I cry at commercials so that are on TV. Yeah, same. I mean I'm yeah, I'm I pretty mean, I'm just emotional dudes. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. you know, I would consider you just based on you know here we go. Your old fat like you're definitely emo. Yeah. But we're not judging. We're still we're there. supportive of each other. After these messages we'll be right back This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very intense, broad line. 
over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures from another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. This is Joshua Cutchin, and you're at my home for weirdness. That would be rad. I will say, like, speaking of emo, I kind of have, like, gone back to, like, some of those bands that, like, you know. So, for reference here, and I'm not going to, like, get really into this, but for reference here, when Woody and I started The Modern Society, it was sort of a continuation of, like, bands like The Strokes, uh, The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Interpol, like, that sort of, like, stripped back. So, it's like you had... Early 2000s, you had, and I guess even late 90s, you had like emo, and like then it sort of blossomed into like, like this ultra polished like, like screamo, and then like it was very like commercialized, and and then it was sort of blended with like pop punk and like all that stuff. And so when Woody and I started the Modern Society, our our old band, we were trying to do the exact opposite of that. Like we were, uh, I had been in a previous band that was like really polished and we were like no man we want like everything we do on the record we need to be able to do pull off live and we want it to be like old school and like analog and not polished at all and so uh but i gotta say man since the music industry is so so awful at this point Mm. um i've kind of like gone back to a little bit of that stuff oh yeah uh, look i i I tease you about it and i love it yeah there's so much good stuff out there i know and around that era too, I think what we we came from a time when like we weathered the storm through the boy band and Britney Spears era. Yeah. You know, and when Rolling Stone magazine named Britney Spears as like the musician of the year, that's whenever I stopped like reading Rolling Stone, Jeez. number one. But it's just the result at the time was we were so sick of the overly produced, overly like mm-hmm. poppy stuff yeah. that was written by like <clears throat> one group of songwriters and then just sung by different artists. We were so right. like yeah. pleasantly, I don't know, we were just like consuming so much music that was like kind of rewinding back to the stuff that got us into music in the mm-hmm. first place with like these dudes are in a garage writing songs uh, right. and, and playing music together. That like when the strokes hit the scene, we're like, whoa, my gosh, man. And and yeah. even like the stuff that people consider emo, it, it kind of like, I don't know, gets on my nerves anyway. Like I don't yes, consider Jimmy exactly. World emo, but like. Yeah, dude. But I mean, listening back now, I feel like when people are like, oh, like Jimmy World and Yellow Card. It's like, no, no, no. Those like the Clarity album from Jimmy World. There's a band called Mineral. I feel like that stuff came from like bands like Super Drag and Guided by mm. Voices, mm-hmm. and uh, y- you know it's like it was more like that like sort of continuation from the late '80s into yeah. that sort of. I mean, it's really more like like I guess post hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think like you know, yeah. When I don't know, man. Like, anyways, it, it, it turned it turned a lot of people into music snobs, myself included. Now, uh, you know, it's just different. I go back and listen to that stuff. And even the cheesy stuff, I'm like, yeah, right. man. You know? Yeah. Like, I hated Fallout Boy. But, like, it, oddly enough, compared to, like, 
what's in the music landscape today. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I know there's some great bands. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Good but, artists and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but it's like even the stuff that I was just like so like against back then, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this is a thousand times better than oh, yeah. anything yeah. new. You and know? dude, I used to be so like anti it, like we used to talk about Pete Wentz all the time. Oh, dude. like this guy <laughs> yeah. sucks, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, I listened to an interview with him not too long ago, maybe a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. the guy, it was actually really good. It made me like, man, dang, I, I wish I wouldn't have even harbored that kind of negativity towards my I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, dude, I've I've kind of gone down a, a a rabbit trail of of taking back Sunday and yeah, uh, right. my chemical romance and, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's still a couple bands that I'm just like I just couldn't get into, yeah. you know, like I, one of them, for example, and folks listening, don't hate me for this, but I just had a, like, AFI, man. That guy just, see, that guy, I just can't, like, see. that's, he's the type, and I, look, he's probably a nice guy, and there's some good songs maybe and all this, but You're talking about Davey Havoc. I don't know what his name is. He's yeah, the guy true. who, like, that's what they, they were like, cool emo. Yeah, well, you know? I, okay, and, But so, then that's what so I'm saying. I, like, it makes me mad that Jimmy World, who's, right. dude, their brilliance <clears throat> is, is on so many different levels. And unfortunately, yeah. people don't give it a chance because they consider it, they're in the emo section of Sam Goody. It's in the same. Yeah, dude. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're like pinching for, for like songwriting and like melodies, creating melodies. Dude. Like, especially like, like, um, like the Clarity album is one of my all-time favorite records mm-hmm. of all time, and yeah. it's like, you know, it's like there'll be songs that'll be like nine minutes long, <laughs> yeah. and like stuff like that, and it's just it is a true like masterpiece. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, man. Um, no, well, I will say this about AFI. Like, I thought, I mean, I was kind of the same way, but I had a friend that was really into them, and so I, I think it's like, I'm probably saying this wrong but i think it's called sing the sorrows sing the sorrow or something but the only reason that i did like it is it there was a little bit of an element of like like a concept album which yeah i'm always kind of a fan of like that's why i originally liked like 30 seconds to mars i mean i think yeah. there's some great songs still from them but i always i just like i love the idea of like a concept record and so that album just felt sort of cohesive from like front to back which i mean us being like songwriters and musicians and you know recording in studios and stuff it's like we've always like paid attention to those details it wasn't just like oh here's a song and here's another song it's like no no no. all these songs sort of work together to create something cohesively better yeah it's like better as a whole and so i did like that album but like there is a lot of the stuff that like you know you'll see like best AFI top 10 and it's like I hate all those songs yeah. it's like the stuff that I like was never like yeah better. it was almost like to me yeah, they were whatever. better before they were on TRL you know what yes, I mean I, I agree before and I don't know if it's just, I just don't like the way the guy looks when he sings I know that sounds so shallow but it's just like <laughs> the second I saw this dude on a video I'm just like oh and yeah, you know, yeah. but again, there's <clears throat> millions of of people that would disagree, and that's fine, dude. I, it's just well, but, to but me, I'll there were like th- other bands that I that I got into in that era that like I, that well, I just got into. I, don't know. I do think that I think that they did probably inspire a lot of what like My Chemical Romance did, and like, and then I think AFI was inspired by 
a band called Alkaline Trio, where, yeah, and and I think this is really cool. I mean, it's a little gimmicky now in retrospect, but at the time it was like really amazing. So you have these songs that are like I mean, straight up like pop punk songs. I mean, they're not they're like all major chords, like very fast, like you know whatever. But it's like the lyrical content, especially Alkaline Trio for sure. And then there was another band called Saves the Day, which I really loved. Uh, and and they, they, like one of my favorite songs, I can't think of the title, but it's like uh, and I'll and I'll take this awkward saw and run it against your mm-hmm. spine. Yeah, and it's like it was these gruesome like sort of like horror type yeah gore yeah. kind of stuff. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, you know? Saves the Day was actually really good at like it's just oh, yeah. very like odd lyrics with like that super um, poppy yeah like very accessible melodies and stuff like I mean. The mm-hmm. song that put them on the sort of pop charts or like popular map was at your funeral, and the whole song is about like you know him singing the requiem at somebody's funeral, and he's gonna let right. her drown and watch her die and stuff, you know. And you're like, yeah, at right. first, like as you're listening to, you're like, oof, this is kind of uh, it's kind of intense. Uh, should I be listening yeah. to this? Sure, and that you, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um. Yeah, but dude, okay, you brought up My Chemical Romance, and again, like... Boy, we are going off We're going the off rails the rails here. Is <laughs> that okay, you think? Or? See what I mean, guys? This is what I'm talking about. Should this by, be called, like, Season 3, Episode 0.5 or something? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, Woody and I haven't really... I mean, we pretty much talked every day, but it's been, like, really short, and it was like, oh, no, 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 let's save it for the podcast. So this is just what our conversation would would go into. So mm-hmm. I hope this is okay. Yeah. Hey, man. Guess what? It's our show. It's always okay. <laughs> That's true. That's um, true. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Cause uh, my Chemical Romance. Mm, could you say My Chemical any weirder or slower? Um, my Chemical Romance. <laughs> off a brain. My Chemical Romance. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, something that I think they did really well was that sort of concept album idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like yeah, I get when people are like, ugh, because... One thing that I always said when we first started the band was like, look, dude, I'm not here to spin my guitar around my neck. And, you know, it, and like you go back and you watch some of that Fallout Boy like live performances, like, hey, man, just, hey, man, stand still for a second and just play. <laughs> Although song. I did used to do the, the guitar spin <sighs> in my and, previous and, band. So, yeah, I know that. And that's why we had that conversation. I was like, hey, man, like, let's, let's yeah. you know, do do what you feel. But don't do something because, you know, and not to say that, right. that you were, but it's just like so many people think that like, oh, man, I got to be in a band. Well, like I got to take some like gymnastics lessons first because yeah, right. everybody that we're doing is flipping around. All, it's like, no, nah, man. Well, I do got to say this. I, I do think that our band, the Modern Society, was like we we placed a lot of emphasis on like stage presence. But it wasn't like it was never manufactured. It was like we're just happy to be doing what we're doing and we're so excited and we're like moving around a lot and doing cool moves and all that stuff. But like, like what you're saying with, you know, uh, when you would see like fallout boy and stuff, it's like, these guys sounded awful live yeah. and it's like, they're running around and like spinning their guitars. Doing and stuff. the it's kick like, thing, like, and doing like a spin kick. And you're like, Hey man, yeah. hey, dude. it's like, 
you're miss you're, you're playing like you're missing like three notes out of the four chord progression. You know, it's like yeah. let's focus on that first and then do the other stuff. I really watched a lot of movies during this break. Some of them with the kids. Uh, one in particular, I because he just begged me nonstop. My son mm-hmm. wanted to watch the Terminator movies. If you oh, recall, we haven't talked about. Yeah. If you recall, Terminator 1 has a little nudity. So, And also, I just felt like, you know what, man? Pretty dark. Well, it's, it was more just like, I just feel like that's not the one to introduce him to because I feel like he's going to be, by the time we get through that one, he's going to be like, eh, I don't really know. So I decided, mm-hmm. right or wrong, I'm going to let him watch Terminator 2. Now, to give you a little that's more sort of context here, this is a rated R movie. My son, who's 10, never seen a rated R movie. And so it was a little bit of a struggle for me. But I thought, you know, here's the deal. We talk about this on the show a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And that is that, like, when we were, by the time I was 10, I'd seen, you know, at least Alien and Aliens. And, mm-hmm. you know, Terminator 1, Terminator 2 wasn't out yet because it came out in 92. But... I'd seen my share, I mean, Bloodsport, like, I'd seen my share of rated R movies. Oh, yeah. You know? American Ninja. All that stuff, man. And so I thought, you know, oh, Robocop, like, when the dude melts and, you know. No, that's not to say that I want to, like, show my son this, like, mentally scarring imagery that is, you know, in a lot of these 80s movies. But I thought, dude, Terminator 2, it's, you know, come on, it's time to toughen up. So we start watching it. Mm -hmm. Now, I made him, I did, confession here, I did make him turn away I think there's like two scenes that I can think of. The first one being when this when he calls his step parents and it shows yeah, like the stepmom and she like knifes the stepdad or whatever through the mouth. Yeah. I'd made him mm-hmm. turn away for that. I don't want to see that. The other one was, was by, by the way, before before we move on from that, there's something about the way that was shot that like when I think of like if it like when Woody first mentioned this to me, like the first thing in my mind was like Oh yeah, there's the there's the weird like milk carton mm-hmm. scene, like just the way it's shot and yeah. like it's. T- it's I mean, it's in too. full daylight and everything, but yeah, it's just I don't it know. Sticks it stuck with, with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no pun intended there, but also <laughs> the the scene where like the redheaded security officer basically gets like the um, uh, the T one thousand basically uses his finger and stretches it out towards like the guy and just like pokes him in the eye with it i made him turn away there but other than that man i gotta say like well first let me get to the punchline here he absolutely loved it while we're watching he's like this is the best movie i've ever seen and like he'll just be walking around the house going you know that is the best theme song oh so good dude and uh even like during the intro like right whenever it shows the Terminator and it's like the fire and it's just like the metal, he's like, oh my God, yeah. I'm obsessed already. And so I got to say though, so that was awesome. I felt great. And he wants to see Terminator yeah. 1, but you know, I was like, eh, let's wait a little bit. The action and like the things that make it rated R besides those two scenes that I mentioned mm-hmm. are really just like the F-bombs. Yeah, and some language stuff. That's it, man. Like the, the actual really? like violent action outside of that is super cheesy dude hmm. like when they shoot like I'm, actual humans are like oh you know and there's no i mean the only thing i can think of is like the dream like with the chain link fence yeah that that part 
was kind of it was intense, a little intense, but you know, it's, uh, I will say probably the most like, I mean, looking back now, it's like it's super bad. But like when, when Sarah Connor is like in the mental facility oh, yeah, or whatever, dude. and like he, she sees like Arnold Schwarzenegger coming, mm-hmm. and it's like she's run and she like going back slows down and like yeah. falls back. That that part is amazing. Yeah, so I paused awesome it. I paused it right before that. Well, actually, like well before that because I, the first time you see Sarah Connor in that film too, I always remember being like amazing because I had already seen Terminator One, and so. Folks that was she doing like the pull ups? Yeah, the first time. Yeah, and you yeah. don't really like if you've seen Terminator One and then you go and see Terminator Two. You you know you have to remember that there's been some time in between those movies. I think Terminator One right. came out in like eighty, I think eighty six maybe. I could be wrong. Mm. And then Terminator Two came out in ninety two. Classic sort of James Cameron like time gap yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Although I'm glad he did because we had the technology to make the the liquid metal. Oh, dude, I, there was nothing cooler. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said this on the show, but I I literally broke into. God, uh, that's why you're sick all the time, dude. Yeah, you played probably, with mercury. mercury, mercury poison. I would I broke into like an old thermostat that had like messed up in our house, mm-hmm. and I had like a chemistry set, of course, and I had like a test tube that I would carry around at school with mercury. Good lord! In it, and I would like. Pr- do it on like my hands and like other kids in class, and it was. Oh like, my gosh! This, this is a Terminator. Yeah. Well, hopefully we hopefully we don't get sued. The uh, his name's Tyler Benz. You can reach him. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> man, what was I talking about before you interrupted me? Um, oh no no no! Just oh, okay. About, so like, like the, the you, you go in, you go in, and, and like the last time you saw Sarah Connor, she's just like this cute little eighties curly haired like girl and then like this this and i just thought that was i I just love that james cameron did it this way because then it's like you've got this uh psychiatrist or you know kind of walking around with some students whatever he's like and then this lady thinks that some and you're like oh my gosh this is gonna be her and then you just see her like you just see this super fit gal just like tough as hell dude dude, just like doing pull-ups and then she turns around she's like and you're like whoa so i had i paused it before that so because i wanted him to know that significance and context Mm -hmm. and so like i paused it before this i was like okay here's what happened in the first one just so you know she's like this you know soft innocent i mean she works at like a restaurant or coffee house or something and she's just like on the run the whole time yeah with with kyle reese is the name of john connor's dad so mm. she's just running around, and you know the actor there, Michael, God, however you pronounce his last name, Michael Bain, or Bain. Mm. He was he, awesome. he played Ringo in Tombstone. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're just kind of like running away from, and she, you know, from the Terminator coming after him. And so, like, I had told him about that, and told him about how Arnold Schwarzenegger. And here's the best part, dude, because he, I just, I told him in the beginning, I was like, oh man, there's, there's two Terminators, because in, in the beginning, mm. somewhere, I don't remember how they. Maybe it's like in a voiceover, but yeah, yeah. As the intro goes along, they're talking about how uh, they sent John Connor sent a Terminator back, and then the the ba- or Skynet sent a Terminator back too. And so he first sees Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's like, "Is that the good one or the bad one?" I was like, "I'm not. You gotta find. You're gonna have to find out." You know. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know. So I tell him all that, and then he now knows as uh, John Connor's hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
you know, who mm-hmm. the bad one is by this point. And, and so like he, he got it all now because of that context, which, which I thought was cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like I definitely would have seen the first Terminator first, but, but I've Terminator two definitely was mm-hmm. like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, I how bad I saw it at the theaters. Like how bad times. did you want to be Eddie for a long man? Oh my God. I, I had his hair. Dude. Yeah, man. Oh dude. yeah, dude. So cool, man. I mean, road hard, like, yeah, put dude. up wet though. Oh boy, poor guy, man. Poor guy. Yeah, but okay. So besides Terminator Two, mm-hmm. we saw some like new- oh, 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 real quick. Sorry, mm-hmm. before we move on. Also, when was it the T one thousand? Is that the yeah, yep, the That's metallic, the, yeah, the liquid metal guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like nothing as cool as that when I like just visually, oh, and I mean, yeah. I know we we. We kind of had a glimpse of that in like the movie The Abyss. Uh-huh. You remember? Yeah, it kind of had a little bit of that same liquid metal kind of look. Yeah, but technology. man, just like brilliant, brilliant, brilliant ways. You know, because the especially the first Terminator and and Schwarzenegger in the second one, it was all very like like you know heavy like technology like mm. metal and like wires and you know the, the yeah. part where he, which is such a great part where he like rips his like hand off or rips like the skin off of his hand and he has like the, you know, the yeah. metallic like exoskeleton. Ex- the endoskeleton. Yeah, the endoskeleton. endoskeleton that's, right. Yeah. that's right. You know, compared to like this sort of unstoppable, very sort of mercurial, no pun intended, <laughs> but like this thing that you can't stop because it's made out of like this sort of, it's like trying to contain water, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. I will say too that I can't really remember any of the other Terminator movies after that, but I will say the the last one that came out. Oh, um, so good! I thought it was awesome. Yeah, man. You know I why? It was, great. it was the only oh, other Terminator one that James Cameron. Did. James Cameron, right? Yeah, he came right. back, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. we know there's going to be big trucks. Yeah, we know right. there's going to be cool action shotguns and, and some other sort of like innovative sort of visual thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, dude, I loved it. Now. I got to say, just like, there's like a handful of movies, and I think we talked about this before, but there's a handful of movies that my wife and I just will watch it no matter what. The King Kong mm-hmm. and Godzilla stuff, doesn't matter how oh, crappy yeah. it is, we're going to watch it. Like the big monsters and like that kind of yeah. action is just amazing. Terminator movies, we've seen them all, love them. Are you guys big like Pacific Rim? You know, things? I've I've... No, I mean, I think she's seen Pacific Rim. I, I've tried to watch it, and it's not because it doesn't, it's not good. I've tried to watch the first one like dozens mm-hmm. of times, and I make it about halfway through, and for whatever reason, either I fall asleep or something comes up. Yeah. I need to sit down and watch it. Um, I mean, to me, it kind of misses the mark. I mean, you were talking about like big monsters, and like, yeah. I thought of like the kaiju and stuff. Yeah, um, it's a cool concept, man. It's it just is like a cool it feels concept. a little like it's a cool concept, but is it like too sophisticated? Like, I got to figure out my mind has to, you know, like, what, 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 how does it work? Just, just, yeah, drive a robot. Well, it kind of feels like a little like fake, yeah, in a weird way. Like, it feels like everything is on a green screen, which, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it probably Almost, was, yeah. but. It just doesn't feel like there's a lot of like, like human interaction. Really, mm-hmm. I, don't I know. do love something. that guy, man. What's his name? Charlie, something. Oh, I almost said Charlie Watts, and that's rest in peace, Charlie. Anyway, the guy from like uh, I never watched Sons of Anarchy, but he was in that. But like he was also. Oh, I thought you were talking about Charlie from 
Always Sunny. Oh, no, that guy. Yeah, his name is Charlie something, too. Uh, Charlie Day. Charles Day. Charlie Day Char- is that yeah. guy. But what's the other guy? And then man? is your Charlie, Charlie Hunnam? Something like that. He played uh, King Arthur and he, and then the, in The Gentleman. He was in The Gentleman. Oh, dude, by the way, that, if you guys haven't seen that movie. Maybe the best movie. Yeah. Well, maybe one of the best movies of all time. I agree, dude. It in is terms such of action, a good movie. story, cast. Freaking, cast. I mean, Guy Ritchie, man, yeah. he can make a movie. Mm-hmm. I watched a couple weird, scary movies, dude. Yeah, I did too, actually. You go first. We'll return after these messages. Pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. vampire. You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. Hey, this is Woody. And this is Tyler. And you're listening to That Would Be Rad. And now, back to our show. I started watching Smile mm. yesterday. What's that on? Um, or did you rent it? No, it's on like Paramount Plus. We have that for like all the Yellowstone stuff, which I got to say, man, it's like I don't really love this season of Yellowstone per se. It's like I never watched only it. deal with, hey, here's a, an obscure country artist and we're going to play his entire song while we're showing cowboys wrestling cattle and like, I don't know. I mean, I, I really like the show as like cliche as that sounds. Like, I think it's actually a pretty good show. My wife kind of got me into it. But the, what is it, 1892? It's like his, mm-hmm. sort. he has like two sort of like prequels. I didn't love the first one, but this one's actually pretty cool. It's like Harrison Ford hmm. and like Helen Mirren. It's, I, I think it's pretty cool. Yes, I need to watch this at some point. I lost never some cool se- points, I know. Never seen it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, smile. What'd you think? Well, You're- so I was like working... Now, don't spoil it. No, 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 I'm not. I, I feel like I missed a lot of it. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is unfair because I, I... Well, how about I, this? I Just think, wait until you finish it and then give us yeah, a, right. give us a, an update. The ones that I yeah. saw... I wasn't I watched, super uh, impressed. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say I wasn't super impressed thus far, but I need to go back and give it my full attention. And that's what we asked you to do, so don't understand why you interrupted me. I'm just kidding, dude. Jesus. Oh, The Menu on HBO? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it... Like a scary movie, it's more like a thriller, kind of weird. Is it? It is definitely weird. The acting's. I thought it was like a comedy. Phenomenal, dude. It's a weird, like, sort of me. I don't know that there's not a whole lot of reasons why I would classify it as a dark comedy, which I think that they do. It's more, I don't know. It's weird, but it's worth watching. And freaking, what's his name? Hines, uh, the guy from Ralph. Yeah, dude, from uh, what's the movie? The one of my favorite movies, too, man. Um, Come on, Wes Anderson. Oh, the hotel. Uh, what is it? God, I, I almost said Hotel Chevalier, but that's the short that he did. Gotcha. I know you love that. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman. Okay, dude, you um, didn't have to tell me. <laughs> you think I forgot? <laughs> oh, the Grand Budapest. Oh yeah, yeah. That is one of well. The, this is I, such dude. synchronicity too, because so my kids and our whole family are, are we really love that show Bluey. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a parent, you probably have never heard of it, but it's awesome and. There's like, I've noticed there's like an episode where 
I mean, it's, you know, sort of very blocky, like artwork, mm-hmm. but like color-wise and composition stuff, there's like a picture in the background and it's straight up the Grand Budapest Hotel Man. cover. And they, they, they'll they occasionally like hide like other Wes Anderson mm-hmm. stuff, which is pretty awesome. I, I uh, love that movie, man. Like that, I love, uh, I haven't seen the French, dis, French Dispatch. I, I haven't either. seen the one about the dogs either. Um, Man, but outside I, of that, really, is it tough? Tough to get through? I wanted to love it. It just, it didn't feel like a Wes Anderson movie. Mm. Fantastic Mr. Fox is, yeah, it's a great one. So good though. There's a lot of attitudes going around. Going around. <laughs> okay, so the scary ones that I watched, the menu. I don't really know what to think, but I thought the acting was incredible. So I think it's like, if you're into sort of strange, kind of like somewhat commentary on like the like uh, it's not social commentary necessarily but it kind of is but in a good way i don't know i thought it was great in a weird like way for it's like foodies weird. and stuff foodies but just like you'll see man i think it's worth a watch mm. now the scary movies i watched on my own because as we know my wife will not watch them with me one yes, that so. i had always wanted to see and i knew literally nothing about and I had assumed I knew what it was about, but was pleasantly surprised that it was just weird and different than I thought was The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, man, with um, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I don't remember him being in that. Yeah, he's oh. like the main character. He's one of the main characters, man. So maybe I haven't you, seen it since haven't it seen it. I think I, I think I saw the theater. It came out in 2011. Yeah. I mean, it is old, man. Like, but there's some like big, what director did that? Because it was like a... Drew Goddard. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow, yeah. Mm. So he has done a lot of... He did Bad Times at... Oh, wow, he's a producer at Bad Times at El Royale, which also is a great... And he also wrote it. Okay, so I like this yeah. guy. Anyhow... Yeah, no, I, that that movie... Boy, if you want a movie that's going to, like, flip the and and have an ending that you were not expecting... Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, it's a great one, Bad Times. No, so no, no, I, no, I'm talking about... Oh, The Cabin in the Woods? Woods? Yes, man. Yeah. I had zero idea what was yeah. going on. So, I, you know... Again, it was, I didn't know what to expect. It was very entertaining, mm-hmm. cheesy here and there, but I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the movie X. What is that? So it's it's got uh, it's the only person I really know, Brittany Snow. It's basically the premises, oh, and the girl that plays Wednesday Adams now, uh, who is basically just blowing up, man. Um, yeah. But it's also got I still haven't seen it, but. Maya Goth, Jenna Ortega, Brittany Snow, Kid Cootie. Cuddy, Kid Boy, Cuddy, yeah, I am an old man. Uh, Martin Henderson, those are the main ones. But essentially, the premise is in the late seventies. I think it's like nineteen seventy nine. These like mm-hmm. uh, sort of indie filmmakers are going to make a porn, and they go into this like remote, oh. rural Texas place, and then I have heard of this. Yeah, the homeowner that they kind of rent this home from mm-hmm. figures out that they're not upstanding people. And right. goes on this rampage, but there's more to it than that. I'm not going to tell you what it is, and I'm not going to spoil it. And apparently, there's some prequels that are coming out. Yeah, I, I just read it's like a it's like a duo, like a team that are making mm-hmm. all these. And there, it's it's very weird. It is because it's set in the '70s. It's very reminiscent, very reminiscent of early um, like Texas Chainsaw Texas Massacre. Chainsaw Massacre vibes. Yeah. Some of the sort of stuff is kind of cliche. Some of it's like over the top, sort of like a, you know. In terms of sexuality and stuff, I mean, this movie is definitely not one to watch with the teens or kids or mm-hmm. whatever. I guess that's up to y'all. But 
I mean, I guess you kind of know that going in because it's called mm-hmm. the X, but uh, sometimes to me it was just kind of like, okay. But the actual like horror part of it all was really good, I thought, and also mm-hmm. just like the the weird aspect is pretty cool too, the way it ends, and you'll see what I mean. Cool. But you got to pay attention to that one a little bit. The other one, mm. sort of lastly, I'll say, this one is called, I don't, I don't know if this is The Lamb or just Lamb. Mm-hmm. You know I'm talking about? It's got Numi Rapace or whatever her name is. No. I don't what? Think so. Oh, man. Okay, so in the trailer, the reason why it was intriguing to me was in the trailer you see uh, this couple who, yeah, it's just called Lamb. Uh, this, this couple who live on this sort of like remote uh, lamb sheep farm. Mm-hmm. And they're in Iceland, and the dude scenery and photography wise, this movie is just gorgeous. oh yeah, I'm looking at it now, gorgeous. It's cool. So like in the trailer, you see them sort of just kind of like living their life, and then one of their uh, lambs has a baby, and I think either something happens again. It's one of those that I was like doing stuff, and I was paying attention, but like it's also subtitled and stuff, so you have to mm-hmm. really pay attention. Yeah, yeah, it's tough for me. I'm, I'm sure they have like an English overdub, but I'm like not, a dub, I, yeah. yeah, I'm not into that. So, although man, like lately, I feel like Netflix especially has like so many like new sort of foreign mm-hmm. films mm-hmm. that are dubbed, and like they're doing a better like, job. For me, now, right? I have to, dude. They're horrible. Oh, I, like really? the second that I <laughs> that I hear the first sentence, I'm like, that's dubbed yeah. off. Well, there's it's a super like I don't know, like over the top sort of like that, but it, it's just there's like a. Just a specific, like, I don't know how to ex- explain it. There's just like a vibe that says, like, hey, this isn't a they real did voice. This this is in the AV TV. booth. Yeah. Yeah, right. But uh, anyway, let me, let me, let me just talk about this movie. So yeah, yeah, in the trailer, there, and this is what hooked me, like, it's kind of like freaky. And all of a sudden, you see them, the, these, these people, you assume that in the trailer, they're like, they don't have any kids. And all of a sudden, you mm-hmm. see them like holding hands with a child size person but it's got a sheep face and you're like what what and so that's it man and it, and it seems scary it seems weird and so i was like dude i gotta see this like what is this about now thankfully it wasn't mm. another one of those oh, i don't even want to say the name of that movie um oh yeah. my god the fact that i just thought about it again is going to ruin my week but this movie is not necessarily one of those that i would like recommend like everybody has to see this it's a movie mm. that like if you don't have anything else to watch and you want to watch, I know it sounds stupid, but if you want to watch something weird and you're in that vibe, mm-hmm. Tyler, that's you love that stuff. Yeah, I love that. Get the stuff. deer handlers out. Um <laughs> I mean, is it like like midsummer and like it's not as good. That kind like of mid, sort of midsummer, but yeah, kind of, vibe? Um, kind of, yes. Okay. But not as this one is a lot more it's kind of like, you know those movies where there's just a lot of just visually just very, very well done. The way they set up the shots, the lighting. Yeah. It's just a yeah. beautiful sort of movie. But mm-hmm. they do that a lot. And so really the part that makes it sort of mysterious and quote unquote like any kind of anxiety or fear is just like the, instead of it being like sort of like a fast pace, they just like really stretched it out and slowed it down. And so Which that I gives like that. you, yeah, yeah, it gives you that anxious feeling. And so like it makes you, like I had to finish this movie to figure like what is going on here? Yeah. So I would say to you, Tyler, definitely give it a watch because it's so weird. I want to talk about it. Yeah. To anybody listening, I don't really know if I would recommend it necessarily. Again, unless you 
don't really have a whole lot on your plate in terms of what to watch uh, these days. I know that this may or may not have been an exciting premiere episode to you, but it certainly was to me. It's exactly yeah, what too. the doctor ordered, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. it's a great way, again, to to kick off what I feel like is going to be our best season ever. Oh, we've yeah. got so many different topics and stuff that we've been dying to sort of dive into and get going on that I know I can say like we're we're pumped, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be awesome. Now one thing that I wanted to remind everybody about and it's just top of mind because we just happened to get one of these today is that if you ever want us to cover a specific topic, there's several ways you can do that. Obviously you can message us on Instagram or send us an email, but also like you can utilize our website. That would be radpodcast.com to send us a voice message. Kind of like this one. Okay, cool. Uh, this thing on. Yep. Okay. Hey, this is uh, Dorian. I live in Kansas city and I uh, was wondering when you guys are going to do an episode on the Mandela effect. Uh, I recently had a funny thing happen at work where we were all kind of talking about it and uh, we were all like, no way, man, I totally remember this thing this way. And it turned out, according to the Google, it was another way. Um, in this instance, it was the Hyatt Regency walkway collapse in Kansas City. It was a local thing that happened in the 80s. A bunch of people died and we all kind of remembered it as being a New Year's Eve celebration where all these people were standing on this walkway in the hotel and it collapsed. I think over 100 people died. And, uh, when we Googled it, it turned out it happened in the summer and not on New Year's. And it was like some kind of dance was going on. So uh, we all kind of were like blown away that that was not New Year's. So because we all remembered it that way, except for like a couple guys. So anyways, Mandela Effect, show idea. Good luck. Love your show. Keep it up, guys. Man, I love it. Uh, so, hey, Dorian from Kansas City. Thank you so much, man, for reaching out. And uh, the good news here, Dorian, is that we actually have already done an episode about the Mandela Effect, and that's Season 1, Episode 26, entitled The Mega Mandela Effect Episode, because I think at the time that was our longest episode. Now most of our episodes are, I think, that long anyway. You can check that out. And for anyone that is curious if we have done a episode on any specific topic. Again, if you go to our website, that would be radpodcast.com. You can click on the episode page and mm-hmm. and there's a there's an option in that tab that says all episodes. And when you go there, there's a search bar that says search episodes and you can type in, you know, a keyword to a specific topic, whether it's Bigfoot or video game. Andrew or WK. Andrew WK or Mandela Effect. And you will see any and all episodes that we've covered, whatever topic it is that you're looking for. So that's a great way to sort of hear us talk about that. But if you have something that, like Doran, you you haven't heard on our show yet but would like us to cover, I think this is an awesome way to kind of do it. So you can go to our website and and do it from there. Mm -hmm. So as far as the Mandela effect, we actually do have some topics that we're going to cover in this season that are very much adjacent to the Mandela effect phenomenon. Also, there's this, it's so weird that this reminded me of this, but there's this thing called the shrinking mill in Port Colbert. Did you see that video I sent you? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What's happening in that video? Yeah, yeah. So I I watched it a couple times, and like at first I didn't know what the hell they were talking about because it wasn't shrinking for me. Yeah, but right at the end, boy, it really shrinks. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, 
what's it called? Like a uh, illusion. Yeah, yeah, because they're moving toward it in the road and the things around. Because like if you cover the road, it just looks the same size the whole time. Mm, I disagree. I, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, it looks it, it looks weird, but like for real, they're like I had the sound off by accident. I was like, what in the world's going on here? And then like I click the sound on. They're like, I mean, see it, what's going on? And I'm like, what are these people talking about? And they're like, it's shrinking. And I'm like, what? No, it's not. And then I can I see how it like visually kind of. I don't know, man. Some of the like no way, dude. That's or like amazing, I, I saw one the other day that was like, this is evidence that there's lizard people. And it's like, imagine. Say you dig around my kid's toy box and you find an old, unused phone that just mm -hmm. happened, like first 2002 camera phone. And you took mm -hmm. a video of it, but you were taking a video of someone who had TV uh, that didn't, didn't, zero HD. You go to your grandparents' house, there's no HD. They're right. watching that. You're using this phone from 2002 and you're filming it and then you upload it. So in other words, it's the most distorted flipping pic thing I've ever yeah. seen of like mm -hmm. C-SPAN. And they're like, see, it's a reptile. And you're like, dude. Yeah. It's, it's just I mean, I, I, I will me. say that there's, it, it's kind of unfortunate because I know exactly what you're talking about, but there's, and I'm not going to ramble for too long because I know we're wrapping up, but um, there are some weird things from like around the world, but it's almost like so many of those sort of um I don't want to say like poorer countries, but like I think third a world. lot of those, I mean, I don't know if it's all like third world, but it's like a lot of that stuff. I think they are still using like flip phones basically to yeah, video this, a lot dude, of this stuff. This, this was like a American just filming C-SPAN. Oh, yeah, no. Now, I, I, do, I do put a lot of credit on like, what is it, like CCTV footage? Like some of that mm -hmm. stuff's like kind of blurry, but like it's just the nature of, you know, what it is. Yeah, yeah. In like Russia and, and around the world. Yeah. Like I feel like I should apologize to you uh, and the guest a little bit just for, uh, so the last episode with Joshua Cushion, he's been like, you know, I, I know we said it on the show, but he's been like a hero of mine for a long, long time. And I, I just think he's a, he's a really brilliant voice in this field because you know, he takes these these topics that are sort of, I guess, for the most part, like throwaway topics. Like, like you know, he has a book on like food left behind from like in these weird sort of paranormal type events and stuff. And like then he has another one on smells and like stuff. It's just stuff that like is is so reoccurring, but like it's just sort of throwaway like material. And he like makes a valid like case for for all these things to be sort of somewhat connected, which is a big theme here on the show and stuff that, you know, that that's a thing that we really love about our world and all these fringe topics. But I got to apologize, I think, because I felt like I was just so excited that I finally was able to talk to him because I've listened to him on podcasts and stuff for years. Um, and I don't know that I let you get a word in that much. <laughs> no, uh, dude, it's all good, man. I, I you know... I knew that, uh, that you're going to have a ton to to talk with him about, you know? And so, yeah, I just uh, I let it ride. Yeah, I mean, I, and, you know, especially for listeners that, that may have just jumped in there, like, I mean, we got into some pretty, like, heady, like, topics. Mm -hmm. Man, I had a blast. He was just so great. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like the, I wrote him after we got off the episode, 
And, uh, you know, it's like you hear often, like, you know, don't meet your heroes. Uh, but man, he just, he turned out to be, I mean, he just, he fit right in with us. And uh, it was just, it was awesome. It was yeah, really man. great. It was really cool. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for our kickoff episode of 2023. It's going to be an awesome season and the best one yet. If you want to reach out to us, uh, like Woody said, hit us up over on thatwouldberadpodcast.com. If you have your own urban legend or your own story or suggestion for an upcoming episode, you're able to message us there, but you're also able to, uh, like Dorian, directly leave a voice message, which is awesome. We always love hearing from you guys. If you want to hit us up on social media, we're over on Instagram. Jump in the comments, send us a DM. If you want to write us something that's a little more lengthy, maybe an S- essay perhaps, uh, you can send it to thatwouldberadpod at gmail.com. Go on our link tree on Instagram, buy us a coffee, buy some merch, uh, spread the love, hit up our, I mean, still pretty new to me, but our Patreon, the rabbit trail. If you're just not getting, you know, your fill for the main feed, hey, head on over there because it really, really helps us out. Tell a single person about the show Anybody that may be into weird stuff or 80s and 90s nostalgia or any of the uh, random stuff that we ramble on about, just tell that one friend. It makes a huge difference. Uh, Give us a five-star review. Kind of like this review entitled, Wow, Just Wow. I stumbled upon this show and I feel like the luckiest person alive for doing so. I'm 100% officially obsessed. I find myself spending day after day after day with my headphones on, binging and trying to get caught up to having listened to every episode. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting close. It's such a brilliant show, and I'm recommending it to everyone I know. Thank you, Woody and Tyler, for this obsession. Larry. Thank you, Larry, very much. Um, Let's see. Love this podcast. This is, without a doubt, my favorite podcast. Love all the topics. It's as random as me. Keep up the great work. Paul Wallace. I love that. That that's amazing, and just like Paul said, we are very random, and we thank you for being here with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've, we've kind of said since since day one, like, you know, it, I think it hurts us in a lot of ways, but you know, we're not a podcast that is like just paranormal, or we're not a podcast that's just for like the tape heads and like the eighties and nineties nostalgia. It's like we're, it's just a podcast that we just talk about the things that we're into and we think and that excite us about living, you know, in our world mm-hmm. today. The goal from the beginning was to not necessarily dig into one vein or one topic for the show, but to, to you know, meet and have other folks that were like us, you know, join us, join our journey. Yeah, man, and the, the past couple of years have just been amazing. <laughs> the fact that we're on our third season is just amazing in, in and of itself. So we're excited. Mm-hmm. We've got some exciting guests that we're going to have on this year. Uh, we've got really exciting topics that we're going to be talking about. And, uh, yeah, so we're just excited to be back, man. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, dude, me too, man. Well, we love you, we appreciate you, and as always, be rad. That's the way it
clouds in a time where I just needed some sunshine You were already dead before you became a ghost You always said our future would be a parade of flowers But now all that's left is a single rose That's the way Welcome great, back. What? <laughs> okay. I said Happy New Year and an amazing 2023 to you. And who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> millionaire. Uh, go ahead and cut me going, because <clears throat> I didn't know you were going to do that. Thing. Hey, man. If you don't trust my editing at this point, you think I don't <laughs> know to keep you from just like clearing your throat on the mic? Hey, man. Come on, pal. I have... I noticed that you've left a lot of stuff where I'm like, hey, hit. Oh, yeah. Only because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's my revenge, man.